50 episodes, 3 hours of content, 1 huge event. It's the Politics Weekly 50th episode, now available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You're listening to Politics Weekly. To uh, be big underdogs uh, in the race uh, for the uh, the presidency. One of them is uh, joining me today. We can survive all those systems. What's going to happen if you legalize it completely? Politics Weekly is a podcast on politics, news, and principles. Alright everyone, welcome back to Politics Weekly. Uh, we have a special guest today. Uh, he was the former treasurer of uh, Saratoga County, New York. Uh, and he, wa- he was the Republican nominee for Comptroller uh, of New York uh, in uh, 2006. Uh, and he's been credited with uh, sending Comptroller Alan Hevesy to prison. Mr. Chris Callahan, thank you for joining me, sir. Well, you're welcome, Nolan. Thank you very much for having me. Um, and uh, I think Alan sent himself. To <laughs> um, so uh, the first question uh, I want to talk with you about today. Um, so uh, you were obviously uh, treasurer of Saratoga County. What was that like? Um, what was the... Uh, what was the best part of that job, and what, what were some of the downsides, if any? Well, I enjoyed the job very much. Um, the uh, Saratoga County is a great, well-run county. It's a great place to work. It's a fairly small county government. People, uh, the employees tend to know each other, and they work well together. There's a nice sense of um, community, a, a sense of teamwork in the county government. I assume it's still there. Of course, they haven't been around for a few years, but... Uh, it, it, I really enjoyed that, and I think we did a good job for the taxpayers of Saratoga County, and that's satisfying, of course. Mm-hmm. Well, what was it like when you were first appointed to that position? Well, I'd worked for the county for uh, nearly 10 years, so it was um, just basically moving across the street. Uh, there, were, there were new responsibilities. I was kind of familiar with the function of the treasurer's office, so it was uh, not uh, completely uncharted territory. Uh, and I knew the people who worked in the treasurer's office, so it was all very comfortable. Um, now, uh, when uh, obviously we talked about uh, Alan Hevesy, when uh, when Alan Hevesy, when he was convicted, what was that like for you? Well, it, by the time Alan was really convicted, uh, I was sort of long gone. We had during the campaign there was uh, some. Uh, some indiscretions uh, on Alan's part that were brought to my attention. We used it in the campaign. And that did not result in a convi- uh, uh, criminal complaint, cr- or criminal uh, indictment, but it did result in his resignation. And once he no longer had the power to uh, keep people, um, uh, potential witnesses were no longer courting power with the pension fund. Uh, a lot of people came forward and, and, and explained 
some of the things that were going on with the pension fund that were unseemly. Um, now, obviously, we mentioned you ran uh, for controller in 2006. You were the Republican nominee. What are the upsides and the downsides to running statewide uh, in a, for, for statewide office? Well, it, the, up, the upside, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I had it here with your father, of course, who ran the campaign. We, we had a great time. We met a lot of great people, uh, learned a lot about the state. Uh, and uh, I think, of course, I thought that I would bring uh, a, a greater professionalism to the office. I sought to do that, but uh, the, the people of the state of New York uh, were not ready to elect a Republican controller. Um, so that, that was kind of the downside. We lost. And, with that, and that always hurts. But, um, but it was a, a good ride. I, mean, I think we obviously we did some good because we got a corrupt man out of office. Uh, so I'm, I would not trade the experience for anything. What do you think uh, was your, in your opinion, was your greatest accomplishment as a Saratoga County Treasurer? Uh, Y2K, I think, was probably dealing with that. We had to get a completely new financial system, and uh, that required a lot of work, a lot of um, uh, research, and a lot of impl implementation work. So uh, that was that was that was nice. It's, it's the kind of thing that the, the taxpayer doesn't feel affected by, but it really was a uh, an important step. Uh, and one more question before we move on. What advice would you give to somebody thinking about running for political office? Uh, move to a jurisdiction in which the party, your party, is in the minority. It's easier to get the nomination. But then you have to fight harder to get elected. But I guess that would, you know, uh, find, find the right, uh, find an available uh, seat. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's get right into the news then. So the first story is uh, regarding President Trump. Uh, there's a bit of controversy this week because uh, Trump uh, uh, put out a tweet uh, calling for people that uh, do that uh, are ant he viewed as anti-American, calling on them to leave the country. Um, and many people uh, have interpreted this as an attack on uh, uh, Mass Massachusetts Congresswoman uh, Elena Presley, um, uh, uh, New York Congresswoman Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, uh, Minnesota Congresswoman uh, Elan uh, Omar, and uh, Michigan Congresswoman uh, uh, Rashida Talbid. Um, uh, uh, at his rally, many of Trump's supporters were shouting, send them back, send them back. Uh, Trump uh, did go on to condemn this. Uh, the House eventually uh, passed a resolution uh, to condemn uh, what Trump said. Um, and uh, Four, I think four Republicans voted for it, uh, and Justin Amash, the Republican turned independent, voted in favor of it as well. What are your thoughts on the controversy? Well, I think, I think it's uh, probably a crime to suggest physical violence against the President of the United States, but someone should break his thumbs. Uh, he, he, the, the, communicating with the American people through Twitter 
is is a bad idea, and 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 Trump. Trump's a, a, a juvenile delinquent. I mean, it's just the, the man is not ready for to be taken out of the house, let alone led into the White House. Um, what he said about uh, those three Congress, four congresswomen, was reprehensible. Uh, it, 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 it invites the condemnation of every American. The people who chanted, uh, what was it, send them back? Send them back, yeah. Uh, they should not be let out of the house. I mean, it's just, it, it, it really is disgusting. It's um, it, it, indefensible, absolutely indefensible. Now, that having been said, in the backwash of this controversy, um, all of these women were asked by reporters, you know, you, 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 it's, you've been accused of hating America. Uh, what do you say to that? Well, not one that, at least that I heard, took that opportunity to affirm their affection or admiration for this country. It was an opportunity for them to do it. They chose not to. They chose to instead attack Trump. Attacking Trump is something that they were perfectly entitled to do, but that should have been leavened with a denial of the accusation. Uh, and they chose not to take that opportunity. And that's troubling. Yeah. Um, so why don't we uh, move on to the next story then? Uh, so uh, recently, Supreme Court Justice John Paul Stevens uh, died at the age of 99 this week. Uh, John Paul Stevens uh, served on the Supreme Court uh, from 1975 to, uh, to 2010. He was appointed by President Richard Nixon, um, but was known uh, to often vote uh, with the more liberal members of the Supreme Court. Um, he died this week at the age of 99. What are your thoughts on uh, the death of John Paul Stevens, and what were your thoughts on uh, him overall? Well. Stephen, give Stevens credit for, for um, disappointing the um, assumptions of the president that appointed him. Uh, every, I think, Supreme Court justice should surprise the, their appointing authority by the decisions they make. Um, I, a lot of the, uh, Stevens' decisions I don't approve of. I mean, Roe v. Wade obviously been you know, the, the big one, but, but several. I mean, I, I was I, I'm not a fan of his judicial thinking, but this idea that conservative and liberal, that the, the, the idea that justices, judges, justices of the Supreme Court are described as conservative or liberal is offensive. Mm -hmm. Their job is to interpret the law and there should be no political coloration Do in, that, in that process. Do you think he did that to the best of his ability on the court? I think so, yeah, certainly. I, 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 I'm true to himself. Uh, I mean, I, I, no reason to doubt him on that. All right, well, with that, why don't we move on to the next topic? Uh, so, uh, this week, uh, there were ice raids uh, scheduled. Uh, of course, uh, Trump uh, did announce a couple of weeks ago that there would be massive uh, ice raids and, sorry, massive ice raids. Um, and mass deportation. Um, of course, that got pushed back, um, but uh, initially that was supposed to happen this week. 
Um, however, as of this moment, there are not many widespread reports of many deportations. Um, however, uh, there, ha there, are, there are still some, uh, there have still been some events that have been pushed back due to ICE raids. Today, there was apparently uh, an Idaho music festival that was canceled uh, due to fear of uh, the ICE raids. Uh, what are your thoughts? Well, when the temperature approaches 100, the, 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 the announcement ICE is coming is uh, either good news or bad news. But to announce raids beforehand suggests to me that they're not serious, that this is a political um, a circus, that just, it, is, it is not an effort to enforce the law, which I think has to be enforced you know, with, with um, um, wisdom and restraint, but enforced. And uh, that seems not to be the motive here. Uh, when you announce that you're going to have a raid beforehand, that just you're you're playing to the press. You're not you're not trying to uh, uh, enforce the law. Do you agree with the idea of the ice raids overall? Um, I, I don't. I want to sign on these ice raids. As they say, the announcement is obviously political, so I, I, it, it taints the raids themselves. But the if. If people, particularly people who have violated other U.S. laws, I mean, um, of course, their being in the country is a violation of U.S. law. But we should start with other uh, malefactors and, and, and export, uh, get them. I guess there were, uh, I'm told uh, here on the news, that there were deportation orders on all these people. If there's a deportation order, it should be enforced. I mean, you know, it's just, that's the law. All right, uh, let's move on then. Uh, so Trump announced his, uh, his new uh, pick uh, for uh, labor secretary. Of course, his uh, recent one had to resign, uh, Alex Acosta, due to uh, a controversy over a plea deal he gave to Jeffrey Acosta back in 2009. Uh, Trump announcing that his nominee for labor secretary uh, will be Gene Scalia. Uh, the um, you got me to stop it. Uh, Gene Scalia, the uh, the son of uh, Antonin uh, Scalia, the Supreme Court uh, Justice. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, on him uh, choosing this person as his nominee? Well, I, I, I know nothing about Gene Scalia. Uh, I was a fan of his father's. Uh, uh, presumably. Uh, the gentleman was uh, brought up well, and uh, so I think uh, my guess is he'll make a fine labor secretary. Um, I don't think I don't know if he's ever worked as a U.S. attorney. That apparently uh, is can be death because every decision you made as U.S. attorney uh, can 20 years later come back to bite you, um, even to seem like a good idea at the time. Uh, everybody judges people with 20/20 hindsight. And that is stupid. Uh, all right. Uh, let's move on then. So um, uh, this week uh, there was uh, an attempt uh, to impeach uh, Donald Trump uh, uh, in, in the U.S. House. Uh, Al Green, the Texas congressman, introduced a bill uh, to impeach Donald Trump. However, the bill failed uh, not only did, uh, was it overwhelmingly defeated by Republicans in the House, but over 130 Democrats in the House 
also struck the bill down. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, on the bill? Uh, do you agree or disagree with it? And what are your thoughts on it vote, being voted down? Donald Trump should be removed from office, uh, it, it, certainly next year in the election, if not before. Um, I, I, I think he's certainly done things that, that constitute at least misdemeanors. It becomes, however, it becomes a, um, uh, a, a political maneuver. What, you know, will, I think Nancy Pelosi is correctly assessing that if, if, uh, if the House votes for impeachment, he will not be convicted in the Senate. And it will be, um, and then unless they play it very carefully, and didn't work very well for the Republicans when they impeached Clinton, it would it would be um, not a good political move for them. That having been said, and so so she's got has to be concerned about that, rightly. Um, but the man has got to go. All right. Uh, well, with that being said, uh, let's uh, move on. So the next 2020 Democratic primary debates uh, will be held on Tuesday, July 30th and Wednesday, July uh, 31st. Um, uh, right now, we now know uh, the lineup uh, of a lot of the uh, Democrats that will uh, face off. Um, uh, one thing that is interesting that should be noted is uh, Montana Governor Steve Bullock will be in this debate. He did not make the last one. Um, although he made the donor requirement, 89-year-old former Alaska Senator Mike Gravel will not be uh, in the debates. Uh, Miramar Mayor uh, or Miramar Florida Mayor Wayne Messam, as well as Massachusetts Congressman Seth Moulton. Uh, businessman Tom Steyer and former uh, Colorado um, senator, uh, or sorry, co former Colorado, uh, or, no, sorry, former Pennsylvania congressman uh, Joe Sestak uh, will uh, also not be in the debate. They did not meet the requirements. Of course, you need to make, in order to, to be in the debates, you need to get 1% in three polls nationally that are verified by the Democratic National Committee, and you need to get 65,000 individual donors. Um, but we now also know uh, the lineup for the debates for both nights. The first night uh, of the debates will feature uh, Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg, uh, former Texas Congressman Beto O'Rourke, Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar, uh, former Colorado Governor John Hickenlooper, former Maryland Congressman John Delaney, Ohio Congressman Tim Ryan, uh, Montana Governor Steve Bullock, and author Marianne Williamson. Night two will feature former U.S. Vice President Joe Biden, uh, California Senator Kamala Harris, uh, businessman Andrew Yang, New Jersey Senator uh, Cory Booker, uh, former U.S. Ho uh, Secretary of Housing and Urban Development Julian Castro, Hawaii Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard, Washington Governor Jay Inslee, New York Senator 
uh, Kirsten Gillibrand, uh, Colorado uh, Senator Michael Bennett, and New York, New York Mayor Bill de Blasio, uh, Jake Tap Tapper, uh, Dana Bash, and Don Lemon will be moderating the debate. What are your thoughts on the debate lineup, and what are your thoughts on the debates overall? Uh, silly. Um, the, 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 line, the, the number of people running is uh, uh, depressing because the Democratic Party has, has a, a very important job to do for the Republic, beat Donald Trump. And the way they're behaving, that's, they, they could screw that up. And, and um, some of the people in, among that two dozen um, hopefuls uh, are really silly candidates. Uh, Kirsten Gillibrand, I mean, this guy did no business. I mean, and, and, and there's um, many who in, in that list who are less, uh, have a lower profile than she. Um, I'm, I probably will not watch the debates. I, I don't know that, that there's going to be anything of interest there. Uh, I will not be voting in the Democratic primary. Uh, I just hope that the Democrats can, can, can understand that as a major political party, they have a responsibility to the public, not, and, and they cannot simply declare their anger, uh, as the Republicans did, in 2016 by uh, nominating this fool, um, they have the responsibility to, to nominate someone who can win and do the job, and they largely seem disinclined to do that. Out of all the Democratic front runners right now, um, or at, at all the de out of all, all the Democratic front runners, or all the Democrats that seem to have a potential chance of winning the nomination, are there any that you could see potentially beating Donald Trump? Well, I, I, I'll, I'll leave that to the political junkies like yourself. In, in terms of people I, I could vote for, feel comfortable voting for. I won't vote for Trump, but, but I, depending on who the Democrats, not Democrats nominate, I may not be able to vote for that candidate either. But I think Biden is safe. Buttigieg is interesting. And Klobuchar is acceptable. All right. Uh, well, with that, let's uh, move on. Uh, so right now in uh, Oregon, um, uh, there is an attempt uh, to recall uh, uh, the current governor, Kate Brown, the Democratic governor. The reason why is because uh, of an attempt uh, to uh, introduce legislation to make Oregon a sanctuary state. Um, the Republicans in the state legislature uh, are now arguing that this is uh, a violation of the Constitution and therefore she should be recalled uh, in November and there is an attempt right now in the legislature to try and get uh, her recalled and try and get a new election on the ballot uh, in November of this year. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, on these attempts, and do you agree, based on that um, justification? Well, I'm, I'm, you know, what's going on in Oregon, I have no thoughts. I mean, I, I, uh, you're talking about a recall attempt. I couldn't recall the name of the governor of Oregon. But, um, Sanctuary cities uh, uh, or sanctuary states areas 
um, in general are uh, an interesting topic. The, uh, it is uh, reminiscent of the, um, uh, the, the attempts by, um, uh, I think it was Massachusetts, to, uh, to void some federal laws that, uh, that, that had high tariffs, and, and South Carolina, I think, uh, voted to void some laws in the early days of the Republic. This is the same thing. There, there are certain areas of government that are, that are federal. I think the federal government has overreached in that, but in terms of immigration, that's a federal, uh, federal process, a federal area. And states and cities and counties should not, uh, even if they disagree with it, decide to make their own foreign policy. It's, it's just, it's just it's bad politics, it's, a ba it's bad policy. And, uh, and again, it's people um, trying to express their anger rather than trying to, to ex execute their oath of office. All right. Um, so uh, the last story that I have here uh, is involving uh, the House. So recently uh, this week, uh, the U.S. House of Representatives voted uh, to hold Attorney General uh, uh, William Barr and Commerce Secretary Wil uh, Wilbur Ross uh, in contempt. Uh, the vote uh, was a uh, a ninety was a uh, a two thirty to one ninety eight vote, um, and uh, part of this is because uh, of uh, frustration over uh, the two's handling of the uh, the Mueller report. Uh, or what? Let me just check. The Commerce Secretary, that would be the census question. Oh right! Oh, you're right! You're right! You're right! I got it. Was about the uh, the census question and their handling over that. Um, uh, what are your thoughts on holding them in contempt? Uh, do you agree with this decision? Well, I, I don't have enough information to agree or disagree. Um, the uh, the citizenship question, of course, is is not a new thing. On the census is that it hasn't been on the general census for a number of years um, so in, in in that regard it's you know it's, it's less big of a deal than it's being made out by some people on the on the other hand it is probably being put on the census um, for no other reason than to uh, perhaps uh, I, I guess say that I, I'm, I'm concluding too much to say it's to intimidate people um, illegal aliens from responding to the census. Um, but I don't, um, I, don't, I don't think it's an unreasonable um, uh, question to, to ask. It is up to the Census Bureau to <clears throat> try to count everybody they can. If people don't respond, they're supposed to hunt them down and, and <clears throat> count them. Uh, there's an effort to count the homeless people and sleeping in subways and things like that. Uh, certainly, you can make that attempt to find the uh, the uh, folks in, in in the country who are reluctant to answer a census questionnaire with that question. All right. Um, were there any other stories you wanted to talk about? Uh, not at all. We got we just finished up a tugboat roundup meeting. The Waterford 20th Waterford tugboat roundup is going to be held uh, on August 6th, 7th, and 8th. Uh, weekend after Labor Day, it's going to be a spectacular show. Um, 
Before that, on August 3rd, will be the Waterford Dragon Boat Races. So everybody come to Waterford and enjoy summertime in the, at the harbor. All right. Well, thank you again, sir. Thank you. Thank you. We need to call it out, we need to attack it head on, and we need to make structural change in our government, in our economy, and in our country. She is one of the most popular and well-known sitting Democratic senators. Her polarizing views have bounced her up to the top of the 2020 Democratic field. This is Elizabeth Warren, and this is her story. The candidates keep America great. Their story. Yeah, you're always when you're young, you're always patted on the head and told that you're the future. But I'm interested in what you can bring to the present. And their fight for the White House. I have the most progressive record of anybody running. If you look at Joe's record and you look at my record, I don't think there's much question about who's more progressive. Presidential profiles 2020. How we could actually make this government work, not just for a thin slice at the top, but make it work for everyone else. I think that, sure, if people want to specula speculate about running mates, I encourage that, because I think that Joe Biden would be a great running mate as vice president. Elizabeth Ann Herring was born on June 22, 1949 in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma to Pauline and Donald. Warren has described her family's situation as middle class. She and her family grew up in Norman, Oklahoma. For many years she claimed to be of Native American descent, a claim that landed her in hot water. Her family fell into debt after her father got a heart attack. Her mother found a job at a Sears shop. Herring herself intended on becoming a teacher, but dropped out of college to marry Jim Warren at age 19. She got a job at IBM, forcing her to move to Houston before moving to New Jersey for a job offer Jim received. They had two children together before divorcing. She eventually married law professor Bruce Mann just two years after divorcing Jim. Warren taught at a school for children with disabilities before pursuing a career as a lawyer. She became a professor at Rutgers University. She shortly taught at Harvard as well. In 2008, then-Senate Majority Leader and Nevada Senator Harry Reid appointed Warren to an oversight committee. President Barack Obama controversially appointed her too as the special advisor for the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau before 2010. It now looks as though the President Obama, the administration, is poised to appoint Elizabeth Warren to head up the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Warren retired after less than a year to run for U.S. Senate in Massachusetts. In the Democratic primary, she faced state lawmaker Tom Conroy and Newton Mayor Seti Warren. Ultimately, Warren won the nomination and faced incumbent Republican Senator Scott Brown, who was seeking a full term in office. The race became the most nationally watched non-presidential race of the 2012 election season. In 2011, Warren gained traction for a viral video where she explains her economic Plan. However, Warren's past Native American claims came to life. Brown ran a moderate campaign for re-election. Warren was a keynote speaker at the 2012 Democratic National Convention, advocating for the re-election of President Barack Obama. The race became close, but Warren opened up a lead in the final weeks of campaigning. I'm Elizabeth Warren. 
I'm running for the United States Senate, and before you hear a bunch of ridiculous attack ads, I want to tell you who I am. In November, Warren defeated Brown by a 54 to 46% margin. Warren began drafting legislation to add more Wall Street regulations. Many people have categorized her positions as left-wing populism. Many rumors began circulating that she'd run for president in 2016, but Warren declined. Many progressives hoped she'd endorse Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, as many compared her policies with his. However, she controversially endorsed former U.S. Secretary of State, former New York Senator and former U.S. First Lady Hillary Clinton. This was a decision that led to protests outside of Warren's Senate office. Many rumors stimulated that Clinton might choose Warren as her running mate, which would in turn lead to a two-woman ticket. However, Virginia Senator, former Governor and former Richmond Mayor Tim Kaine was chosen instead. You were asked why a career as a Wells Fargo insider like you, uh, why that made you the right person to fix the fundamental problems at the bank. And you said, quote, because I've been making change for 29 plus years at Wells Fargo. Clinton eventually lost to New York businessman Donald Trump. Warren became an instant critic of Trump. Trump attacked Warren for false claims of Native American heritage. Yes, we're here. Although we have a representative in Congress who they say was here a long time ago. They call her Poco. The conflict was settled when Warren released data showing she was only one in 1,024th Native American, sparking outrage from Native American tribes. Warren ran for re-election in 2018, facing Republican state lawmaker Jeff Deal by a landslide 60 to 36 percent margin. Warren announced in late 2018 that she'd be running for president. Some polls show her in the top three Democrats running in the 2020 election, with some even showing her in second behind former U.S. Vice President and former Delaware Senator Joe Biden. Now, she hopes to America's 46th president. This is the fight of our lives. For more Presidential Profiles 2020, keep it right here on Politics Weekly.